Welcome to episode 240 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This time around, we are looking at Season 11, Episode 8, Familiar. The original air date is March 7th, 2018. The action primarily takes place in the state of Connecticut, and the average IMDb user score is an 8.2 out of 10. In this one, Mulder and Scully are brought in on the case because the FBI have jurisdiction over the death of family members of police officers. A little boy is killed in the teaser. He and his mother are in a playground. He's got a doll with him, and he sees a life-size version of that doll in the woods that he goes to pursue. His body is later found. The official ruling is that it's an animal attack, although... Scully says that the condition of the body makes that ambiguous. It can't definitively be proven to be an animal attack. It may have been post-mortem predation. This really upsets the chief of police. As things continue, Scully has a profile of who the killer is most like. The boy's father, who is clearly a police officer, he does an online search in the area and finds that there is someone nearby who completely fits that profile. So while Mulder and Scully are actually involved investigating the death of a second child, this time the chief's daughter, rather than just an officer's son, this officer breaks into the house of the prime suspect. He is eventually caught when he returns home and the officer recognizes him and rear-ends his car, pulls him out and starts beating him in the street. Another officer shows up and intervenes, saying that no, he's protecting the his fellow officer. He wants to make sure that the suspect has due process. Muller and Scully show up trying to do the same after the mob starts kicking and attacking the man. And then Detective Eggers, whose son was killed and who believes that Melvin Peter is responsible, instead of calling an ambulance as he's ordered, shoots the man in the head. And as they're watching the trial... Mulder is unsure whether or not there's going to be a fair trial. They think a guilty officer is going to get let off, and a potentially innocent man is going to have been punished with his life. Since Mulder has found salt at the crime scenes and believes that this is not an act of child predation, this is an act of witchcraft. And further investigation does reveal that, yes, there is witchcraft involved. The chief was having an affair with the wife of the other officer. And the chief's wife was trying to put a curse first on the other woman and then on the chief. And that curse resulted in the death of their children rather than a direct action against those individuals. And the chief's wife is in the woods trying to stop it when a hellhound comes and attacks and kills the chief. She finishes her incantation when Mulder and Skelly are there and the hellhound is approaching them and bursts into flames dying on the spot, somehow the grimoire survives the flames. And as they leave, there's more commentary on the problem with the lack of being innocent until proven guilty in popular culture, and how people are convicted by nothing more than the accusations in the court of public opinion, rather than in a court of law. So this episode was directed by Holly Dale, This is her only X-Files directing credit, but she does have 91 credits to her name and counting. She's best known for directing episodes of Mary Kills People, Durham County, Dexter, and the Americans. 
She's been directing since 1976, mostly with documentaries and shorts, and seems to have really gotten into television directing in the 1990s and early 2000s. This episode was written by Benjamin Van Allen. He's been a writer's assistant and a staff writer on the series for this entire season, although this is his only script credit. He is best known for working in the editorial department of 42, as well as having producer and other miscellaneous crew credits on Earth to Echo and Foreclosed, and his fourth best known for credit is The X-Files. Alex Carter plays Polif Chief Strong. This is his only X-Files appearance, but he does have 113 acting credits and counting, best known for his work in Veritas the Quest, The Island, Out of Time, and Point Pleasant. He was also Detective Vartan in a number of episodes of CSI Crime Scene Investigations, actually 41 of those, which is where I recognized him from. He was also Agent Ford in five episodes of Due South. Jason Gray Stanford plays the father of the boy who was killed, Officer Eggers. He is probably best known for his role as Randy Disher in Monk, but he is also known for working in A Beautiful Mind, Flags of Our Fathers, and Justified. 91 credits to his name. This is actually his second X-Files credit. He had an uncredited role in The Jersey Devil back in Season 1, in the flashback to 1947. Erin Chambers makes her only X-Files appearance as Anna Strong, wife of the police chief and the witch who was behind it all. She is best known for her work in Alvin and the Chipmunks, Stargate Atlantis, Blast, and Don't Look Under the Bed. 51 acting credits to her name. The most recent credits are her two credits from 2018, This and The Amendment. Sharon Taylor plays Diana Eggers in her only X-Files credit. She is best known for her work in Bad Blood, Altered Carbon, Stargate Atlantis, and Smallville. She's got 49 acting credits to her name and is still active today. Roger Cross plays Officer Wentworth. It should be a very familiar face by now, since this is his fifth X-Files appearance. We have discussed his work before. He previously played Officer Green uncredited in EBE, Private Kittle in Fresh Bones, a SWAT Lieutenant in Pusher, and Agent Rice in Folia Du. This is his final X-Files appearance. Sebastian Billingsley Rodriguez makes his only appearance as Andrew Eggers, the little boy who was killed in the pre-credits teaser. He has 13 acting credits to his name, three of which are in production or post-production while I'm recording this in August of 2020. He is best known for his work in The Babysitter's Club, BH90210, One Calls the Heart, and also The X-Files. Michael Q. Adams makes his only X-Files appearance as the pastor. He's got 19 acting credits to his name, best known for his work in Smallville, as Daily Planet employee, Supernatural, The X-Files, and Cult. It appears he is still acting today. Emma Oliver plays Emily Strong, the daughter of the police chief, in her only X-Files appearance, which is also her first credit on the IMDb. She's now up to 14 credits and is still active today, best known for her work in Sonic the Hedgehog, The X-Files, Snowpiercer, and The 100. We've discussed Sean Campbell's work before. This is his third appearance in The X-Files. 
He previously appeared uncredited in 731, played a local cop in Leonard Betts, and now he plays Officer Sean. Ken Godmere makes his only X-Files appearance as Melvin Peter. He's got 24 acting credits to his name, some of which are in post-production, so he's still clearly active today. He is best known for his work in Project Blue Book, When We Rise, and The Act. Kwesi Amaya plays the judge. This is his only X-Files appearance. He's got 147 acting credits to his name and counting, and he is best known for his work in Capote, Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed, Man of Steel, and Death Note. Keith Arbuthnot makes his fourth of five appearances as Mr. Chuckleteeth. We've discussed him before, and he is, again, consistently playing the man inside the monster costumes. John Perota plays the bailiff in his only X-Files appearance. He's got a total of seven credits to his name, previously appearing in iZombie, Supergirl, Falling for Vermont, and Secret History of Comics, before continuing after this to The Crossing and Harry, This is Nora. Philip Carita plays town person number one in his only X-Files credit. He's got a total of 21 credits to his name so far. Best known for Case 39, The X-Files, Altered Carbon, and Fringe. And finally, Monique Durian plays Townsperson number two. She's only got three acting credits on the IMDb. And two best known for, topping with The X-Files. And prior to this, she played a reenactor in Battle Castle, the TV series documentary. And following this, she played a background performer homeless lady slash driver in car, uncredited in the short Tom and Grant. So once again, we have an episode that doesn't seem to be contributing to the larger serialized narrative here, but is a classic monster of the week. It's effectively done and definitely has something to say about the current state of culture where people are, as I said, convicted in the press or by rumor prior to actually setting foot in a courtroom. That's all we have to say about Familiar. Please go through the links in your podcatcher and leave us a voicemail at the website saying what the X-Files has meant to you. And then join us again in two weeks time when we discuss Nothing Lasts Forever. Thank you for listening.